Hi everyone, it is May 6, 2022, and we are talking about that 5% NASDAQ drop. Last night, the markets reversed the entire market gains over the Fed rate hike, thinking that it was priced in only to reassess what exactly does the Fed have to do over, over that uh, 50 basis points. Is it enough or is it not that aggressive enough? A lot of people are also commenting that maybe 50 basis points isn't enough, that it should be 75 or even 100 basis points. Overnight, you also saw a lot of companies where earnings didn't meet expectations and had lower guidance, which also added to the sell-off. Last night, this is what happened in the U.S., the Dow Jones going down 1,000 points, the Nasdaq dropping 647 points or down 5%, the S&P 500 dropping 153 points or 3.5%, 90% of all stocks fell down. So you could see that um, the market has been very much at the low end already, but has continually been going down. You've seen 1,142 stocks hitting new lows. 862 advancers, 7,347 decliners, or you're getting 86% of everything going down, um, 10% slightly going up, and then the rest would be 3% just unchanged. In general, we did have that 90% down day. So this was the event. And um, if you take a look year-to-date performance, then you could see a different pattern. Year-to-date, what we are seeing is the deflation of the fangs. You could see Amazon down 30%, Google down 20%, Microsoft down 17%, and Tesla down 17%, Facebook off by 50%, Apple off by 12%. Amongst these are red days, you could see the green names such as energy, tobacco, Philip Morris, and you're seeing a few basic materials, especially the agriculture stocks in the green side, as well as some steel-related names. You're also seeing some insurance names being up and uh, Berkshire being up 6% for the year. A few healthcare names unchanged or up a little, but the greenest of the green is solely uh, hinting here, mostly on the agriculture stocks and farming stocks. It's basically just agriculture oil. A few names in the aerospace, like uh, like like uh, Lockheed Martin, of course, in uh, NOC. These are Northrop Grumman. These are a function of the war, uh, as war spending has been increasing, as well as a little bit on healthcare here. You're seeing BMY and Merck, also 20% and 15%. A few of the dividend names, like Activision and, um, and AT&T. But as, uh, as you can see, the entire market, utilities, some of them are green, farming like John Deere and Caterpillar, the tractors. But overall, the market is very, very weak with big, big losses overall in the overall S&P 500. The largest gains come from ExxonMobil, 48%, Chevron, 40% up year-to-date, ConocoPhillips up 43%, EOG, 40% up, Hess, Devon, uh, Occidental Petroleum, we're seeing this entire sector being the lone ones that are still holding Schlumberger. So that is a re relative strength and continues to be where the money has been hiding upon. So yeah, that is basically what you've seen uh, from year to date and what you can see last week. Last week though, uh, when you look, uh, sorry, week on week, you're seeing that week on week, energy continues to be strong just as it was strong year to date. But week on week, the biggest drops have come from Amazon, 
really bad numbers on Amazon, relatively muted on Tesla, Google, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook was even unchanged to green side, AMD even had to be up. So we're seeing actually that despite financial uh, and financials were relatively unchanged for the week. So we're seeing that, yes, the strongest in the sector continues to be energy, a little bit of the industrials, but you're also seeing that some semiconductors are starting to go green side. So let's take a look on whether there's a possibility that some stocks here in the sell-off will get some footing. So we are currently not in a bull market, not in a bear market. It is People would say it's a bear market, but the market is really just hopping up and up and down and down. So others would, would argue that we are in a volatile uh, kangaroo market. And um, obviously, a lot of uh, memes are happening. And you can see that uh, some stocks are massively down 20%, even if the earnings are still growing, such as AMD up 70% sales which you could actually consider if you are looking for a portfolio allocation. While there are companies where earnings are flat, uh, revenues are muted. Uh, Facebook is like uh, just up 7%. It's not really growing as much, but the earnings are okay, $10 billion. They're, they're promising lower operating expenditures and they're stopping hiring. Some, some company earnings are down massively. You're seeing that happen with Shopify. And you have companies that are really losing a lot of money, and you've been seeing that on Lyft. So we're seeing actually that a lot of companies nowadays are all falling down, whether their earnings are growing or earnings are flat or worse, of course, um, earn, uh, companies that are losing subscribers, just like what happened with Netflix. So these are the biggest declines since March 2020. March 16 and March 12 and March 9, most of the March months, the actual bottom was about March 19 to 23. So you're noticing that if May 5 or May 10 continues these drops, we could be in a potential capitulation bottom, similar to what happened in 2020. But we're not really sure whether that's going to happen. It could be as well that we would bottom, not necessarily next week, but a month from now after all the earnings have finished. But we can see that this has been one of the largest declines since last uh, pandemic. So what is um, this movement, this roller coaster in Wall Street? I think a lot of the sell-off has been um, particular towards the e-commerce. A lot of e-commerce stocks fell down massively last night. Wayfair down 25%, Etsy down 16%, Shopify down 15%, Mercado Libre down 10%, Sea Limited followed suit despite no earnings because the sector was bleeding. Amazon.com down 7% and down 7.5% yet again after last week's disappointing quarter where it fell 15%. You're seeing that the e-commerce sector as a whole is getting thrown down and this is becoming a strong sell and rally, which means that the market can still continue to underperform and the market can have lower highs even if it manages to bounce any, uh, any month from now. There are news that the uh, U.S. regulators right now are in audit deal talks with China. Take note that this has been a news happening since last year. And the talks how, are described to be late stage already as China made concessions in recent months. Whether this will actually inspire a short-term rally in China, we have yet to know. But uh, the Hong Kong Chinese stocks listed in the uh, in U.S. are expected to be volatile with over 1880 firms such as JD, Sinopec, possibly facing expulsion. So the sources are de declining to identify themselves due to the sensitivity of an issue. And we are seeing that uh, Chinese regulators 
our um, Chinese uh, authorities are not they, they said that they would be loosening and uh, easing all the crackdown. We'll see whether that bodes well for the market to find a bottom as well in China, at least the Chinese listed stocks in the U.S. But so far, this is what happened last night. You could see that Chinese stocks weren't spared. In fact, they were very weak. Yin, which is a triple levered long fund in terms of Chinese internet, is down 15%. That means an average stock in China was dropping 5% since it's a triple levered fund, so it's down 15 Companies like NIO didn't have to be a triple lever. You can see that all of these Chinese EVs are dropping like flies. NIO, 15%. The news is stating that NIO is looking for a new home potentially in Singapore. Okay, XPeng is down 13%, Pintuot was 11%, Billy is 10%. We're seeing the overall Chinese stocks uh, mostly go down. <clears throat> I'm recording this, so um, you can always replay this, just uh, trying to record before the, the classes start. Um, advanced Happy Mother's Day as well for everyone. Okay, so we're seeing that the entire Chinese stocks are, uh, are, are still finding a footing. So this only shows to you that no matter how oversold the stocks are, no matter the historical valuation, you could see that uh, this does not inspire buying and it's just continuing to weaken down simply because of lack of clarity between US and China, as well as the overall momentum to the downside simply because of the macroeconomy of a potential recession and an inflation and higher interest rates going forward forward. Were the commodities spared? Actually not. Last night, we saw Uranium Energy, Denison Mines, Nucor, which is Steel Company, Your Energy, Earthstone Energy, Kameko J. These are, these are uranium names that actually had good earnings, but CCJ was still sold down. This tells you that this was a reversal from opening 26 to a high of 27, still closing down to 24. We would say that the sell-off didn't spare uranium names. And um, gold was not a safe haven. You could see that gold miners were being sold down massively, 11%. So we're seeing that the market shifted straight only to oil companies. But even the oil companies are still down a bit, like 1%, 2%. Companies like Diamondback, like Fang, Transocean Rig, Yes, um, shipping companies are relatively strong, but still negative. Nutrient, like fertilizer stocks, are still strong, but negative. But the point here is that overall, as a sector, when other stocks are in uranium are dropping 10% and the oil companies or shipping companies are just dropping 1% to 2%, that is a hell of an outperformance. But it does not mean that the commodities are immune to a sell-off. These are some commodities that were relatively sympathetic to the overall market downturn. You're seeing uh, shipping stocks like Zim at least managed to be unchanged. Uh, BP, British Petroleum, after a great quarter, the highest uh, quarterly profit in the last in, in its history since 2008. Um, you can see that the outperformers last night uh, on a market sell of any company that was not down 5% or more is considered outperformance. And most of them are of the the one sector that we believe is still where the money is flowing, which is shipping. You're seeing that happen at CPLP, GNK, NAT. These are Nordic tankers. You're seeing the same thing happen to oil drill companies like Chevron, Board Drilling. 
EOG, those are all um, in the commodity oil arenas such as ExxonMobil. And all the commodity shippers are, or the bulk dry shipping are doing pretty well. SBLK, GOGL, KNOP. We think that uh, as uh, the market continues to find a solace in energy, any dips this week or next week will continue to be less muted towards the commodity sector. So um, unfortunately, while the commodities are the, the place to be, um, they aren't really easy to enter. So we think that any drops of 1% to 3% or 5% is the only dip in most of these uh, commodity stocks. Now, what happened to the software names? You're seeing them massively sold off. Last night, Fastly fell 20, almost 20%, same as for Cloudflare, uh, falling 20% after a very bad earnings report. You're seeing nonstop sell-off on high-tech growth names. Uh, you're seeing that on Workday, Datadog, ServiceNow, Salesforce, Upwork, Paycom. We see that there is still continuous sell-off, unabated. In fact, so many new lows in the high-technology sector. Uh, Zscaler, Atlassian, very hard to say when this capitulation will be over, but uh, we are seeing deflationary, uh, def deflated levels already from many software names, despite companies still actually making some money. So we would not go confident that we are in the midst of a bottom, but we don't see enough of a reason to really get scared despite all these red uh, daily drops in the NASDAQ. Last night, you saw Airbnb and Expedia get sold down 8%. Notice that Airbnb had good earnings, Expedia didn't have, but whether the earnings was good and even if the guidance was uh, met or beaten, the market sold them down anyhow. Same as for the airlines, you're seeing that most of them are sold down. Even for Booking.com, after opening at 2.3, it, it closed down to about 2.1. So in general, Everyone was just selling things off. We, we understand that the market is uh, grappling with recession and inflation, but the market has been um, indiscriminate in terms of selling. As we said, they've just been selling the entire sectors. You're seeing that the airlines as a whole was sold down. You're seeing that um, travel-related uh, companies were all being sold down. So still large drops on Airbnb, which shows to us that growth stocks obviously are still being massively sold and less, um, less buyers. How about fast food as a whole? The sector on fast food continues to go down. And um, in fairness to the fast food names, we are bearish on this sector. But uh, we wouldn't short at these levels just because we don't like the consumer discretionary sector. I would rather wait for a rebound, and if it doesn't rebound, then it's better to just stay in the sidelines rather than continuously short the segment. Um, I would still be bearish, but the, the overall sell-offs this week are really so huge that um, I'm of the view to just let it be and just let it stay. Right now, we're just looking at the overall sector and in the observed mode, as we foresee that while the market can be tough, it has also fallen down to oversold levels, which could merit a bounce anytime now. Uh, for clean energy names, we are seeing overall sell-off. We still see a lot of selling uh, happening on unprofitable hydrogen names. You're seeing that happen with F-Cell, Plug Power, Ballard, and you're seeing all the EVs of China getting hurt 
like NIO, Expavli Auto. Tesla is also down 8% here at $870. Enphase, despite the good earnings, was still sold down 5%. Bloom Energy getting sold down 6%. Solar Edge dropping 6%. Sun Power dropping 5%. It managed, uh, Sunrun managed to beat estimates, but it was also sold down from 26 to 25. So overall, what we're seeing is that the market is selling off whether the earnings beat or the earnings didn't. So it's it's been tough, but uh, we wouldn't really be, um, it's tough, but as I said, the market is really oversold. So I would rather be on the sidelines for planning on the longs rather than shorting the market uh, nonstop. So let's just go through the charts since uh, we saw like overall red uh, markets. Right now, um, the biggest news is still the Fed and uh, the market is still trying to grapple just how far the S&P 500 can fall. Let's take a look on your uh, big caps. So we saw that they were all down. Let's just see how low since our retail segment has been the biggest drops, especially last night. So for Amazon, it dropped 7.5%. The first support, however, is about 2,260. And if you're looking for a potential support, you should look at whether uh, Amazon is going to get supported here at about 2,200 areas. So that is where you try to find a bottom. Now, of course, Tesla has been sold down. And if we're going to assess where the next support of Tesla will be, it's possibly a retest somewhere at about $800 or 750 So we don't know if the market will continue to sell off now but if we are of the view that it will sell off we should be watching whether it rebounds somewhere here at 800 dollars so if tesla and amazoners are gonna fall does it mean that the overall consumer discretionary spending is going to continue to go down and the answer is yes you're seeing that xly continues to fall down and 160's next drop is about here at about 150 dollars or 155 right now because the market has been non-stop selling off we're waiting for large volatility, either a strong candle on the downside reversing to the upside or a strong, uh, or strong candles on the upside, even at current levels for a rebound. We're still on the lookout for potential bounce plays on Amazon and Tesla rather than assuming that it will continue to fall further and further. Okay, um, we mentioned that commodities as a whole were the hiding place and that is evident here. You could see all the charts on, uh, on, on oil has been strong. It's on mobile. EOG reports numbers tonight. And you can see that overall strength. So um, despite the difficulty on the market, um, this is still the place to be. So EOG, MRO, FANG, DEVON. So these are some of the charts that despite the drop last night has been held and it held strongly, same as for tankers. Let's take a look at the longs here. NAT, Nordic American tankers, still continue strong. SBLK, which is Starbucks carriers, still at the higher end. You're seeing Genco shipping, still at the higher end. DSX, Diana shipping, still on the higher end. Amongst Chinese names, it is sold down. What you want to see is whether the people will start buying here at about $2.90 or $3 for yen. However, the setup in China is quite bad. Let's take a look at HSI falling 3% today. Um, HSI is still grappling a higher low, somewhere here about 19.5 if it retests there or even as low as 19,000. 
So the market is still obviously selling off. There is a gap down. But the beautiful thing is that tonight might not be a 5% down day. Um, what would be the catalyst for the market not to sell off? Sometimes it's just simply the fact that it sold off sharply and it's just oversold. Um, yeah, so earnings right now is really bad. That's That, that has been evident on your retail, retail companies, especially your e-commerce. So companies that had a very bad number like Etsy, unfortunately, still has leeway to fall. And if um, Etsy doesn't find an entry, uh, I mean, a bounce play here at about 75 or 85, that spells very nasty movement on your overall retail. Even if you want to short the retail stocks, however, I would say that all these e-commerce names have fallen quite low already. And this is your online retail I buy. iBuy has fallen back to about $50 from $140 to $50. Whether it drops about $46 or $40, um, even from just a technical standpoint, you are looking at uncharted territories here. So I understand the negative uh, implication on most e-commerce have to do with SE, uh, which hasn't reported the numbers yet. That shows to you the weakness of SE, even if the earnings are still around next week, May 18, next next week. Markets are, markets can't find today any bottom. And I find the, the answer for the market leaders would come from commodity stocks. Unless um, the commodity stocks find leadership, we will still see a lot of continuous uh, sell-offs. And whether the sell-off is going to go new lows, it, I think you have to watch out for the weakest sectors to find a footing. And which weak sectors are these? You need to wait for at least Amazon and to, to hold up the e-commerce segment. You need to wait for companies like Facebook to somehow find footing at about $200 after that good number last quarter, uh, last just recently. And I want the mark, I mean, as, uh, as people who are looking at the long side, you want to check whether these companies in the semiconductor after good earnings will actually hold on. CCJ got sold down just like all uranium stocks. My view is that if the earnings were there, would it actually get supported here about $23 tonight if ever it does continue to fall? So it's a bit hard, but uh, commodities as a segment, we believe, are still in an uptrend. Therefore, dips on Albemarle, if it drops here from 236 to 210, we expect a buyer there. We also expect Solars, if Enphase drops here at about 160, uh, to get some bids uh, being bought there, just as what's happening with Sunrun. If it does fall from 26 all the way to 23 or 24, we expect some buying here. The market is still um, grappling. Some stocks are hitting new lows, most especially growth stocks. Um, E-commerce continues to be on a downfall. Chinese stocks can't find a footing. And so um, revisiting our shorts means that um, we would be selling on bounces. However, there's just no bounce yet to, to think about, to, to see. That's why um, you couldn't really short in a market like this. With, uh, with, oversold, with oversold names, I would just uh, wait for an entry before doing anything. So here we saw Airbnb. Um, it was a perennial short. We were bearish on consumer discretionary, but we wouldn't short here at 143. You could see that most of the charts right now are already battered and oversold. 
that uh, that it doesn't give us any leeway to actually keep on shorting. That said, um, everything in the market doesn't seem to have um, a support. You're seeing Bitcoin is just following the Nasdaq, and if the Nasdaq can't find support, Bitcoin can continue falling here about thirty-three or thirty thousand. Same for Ethereum, which is highly correlated to Bitcoin. As Bitcoin hasn't seen a bottom, you could see that this two seven can easily go to two six or two four. So market Nasdaq. Let's just take a look at this. For the Nasdaq to find a uh, uh, a buyer, if it doesn't hold this twelve nine. The next support is somewhere here about 12,600 and then 12,300. So we're seeing that uh, for the stock market to drop here, it has to come from a potential support on Tesla and Apple. So um, if Tesla and Apple does not find the support here and goes down further 10%, then you should see companies like SQQQ go further higher here at about $52. But that's just another 10% downside or another further 10% or 3% downside in your NASDAQ. 3% times 3 is 10% uh, SQQQ. So from 48, even if the market continues to tank tonight, if it will, we still see that this 52 area is a place where um, it is still topish for the SQQQ, which means that the market overall has become so oversold that it still merits a bounce. This, the, this isn't the first time that we've seen a sharp rally also follow with a sharp correction. Take note here, if you'll recall, um, here around, uh, that would be about March 14 and March 15, the market in the Fed uh, had a very nasty sell-off only to rebound all the way to about 14,000. So we believe that this sell-off and this uh, overall movement, one, two, three, that March 11, 12, 14, 15, is almost similar to the movements here, wherein that erratic movement is showing to us volatility, i.e., there is really ample room for the market to actually digest all the bad news and actually make a substantial rebound. That's why we're more on the selling, selling zone on SQQQ, which means that we are on the buying zone on the market. We believe that um, at these levels where your TQQQ is trading at about 35, yes, it can fall to a 32, but that is more of an entry point to buy more rather than to sell. So um, markets are vastly oversold. And uh, we can see all the charts are showing oversold. And uh, what we normally do in an oversold condition market is to be sideline or actually more bullish rather than bearish since the market is not overall getting bad earnings. We will stay away from um, e-commerce stocks or at the very least sell e-commerce on rallies, sell uh, EVs on rallies, sell fast foods on rallies like Chipotle did, like uh, Airbnb did. But in general, when you've got good numbers on Qualcomm, when you've got good numbers on e-commerce, ah, sorry, not e-commerce, on fertilizer names like CF Industries, these are all buying opportunities. So we would see and maintain uh, a buying dip stocks on commodities. So yun, um, that would be short, but um, it's a bit short. But uh, the market today, at the very least, is not uh, getting huge sell-offs, at least in the pre-market. So we might see a breather or a pause for the day after nasty movements last night. So just explaining really what happened tonight, uh, last night, which is the 5% drop. It is um, not normal for the market to continually sell off uh, based on no, no news. Uh, the news about the Fed rate hikes is mostly known. That's why um, I wouldn't be 
too bearish about the overall market. Yes, interest rate hike is uh, basically six to seven meetings away, and we will be raising interest rates every week, uh, sorry, every month. But uh, a large portion of that has been, in my view, priced in. What is not priced in the, in the market is the massive selling pressure on, um, on e-commerce sector. So e-commerce as a whole is negative, but uh, it is not true for every stock in the market. So we'll see whether reopening stocks can actually find footing because um, there might be a, a lot of reason to negate or be contrarian with some stocks. Um, and earnings coming out next week for, for proof. We'll see whether uh, companies like Disney can manage to be bought at $100 or not. Okay, that's it. And um, we'll see you next week. And uh, just explaining really the NASDAQ drop. Okay, good night.